0: Rocco Aaron. Do you guys wanna be in the pod? Hey, Aaron, say something to other people at the, the dynasty people left.
1: I was kicked out of this. I left. There it
0: is. There it is, folks. <laughs> Please paste that in somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's get ready to rumble. Happy Championship Week, Thoughts?
0: I really thought you were going to say, let's get ready to fumble. And you know, it cracked me up. But you didn't say fumble.
1: Well, I fumbled on the intro. <laughs> oh, hey, you know we're playing again this week? We are? <laughs> yeah, you want to do a gift bet?
0: not a gift bet we already did that dude your gift's on your way and it's supposed to show up on friday and you're gonna love it it's so sexy we can bet something else
1: um but hey before we get to that let's talk about uh why we're here how we're here what all happened what went down last week let's do it bum 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 in bum, the semifinals bum, bum. uh we had the matchup of Longcocks or Plant versus the Allentown Alley Boys and the Allentown Alley Boys taking this one 121 to 94 not really close um thanks Zay Jones you really fucked this for all of us
0: come on Zay
1: yeah he put up 1.6 points he 30
0: like he was supposed
1: to yeah this would have been a wash this would have been Sheet in the championship but between him, uh, Najee Harris putting up 12 and a half, Gabe Davis had 10. I was kind of surprised about that because it was a shit game um, up there.
0: Yeah, but it was Chicago. Uh,
1: Taysom Hill getting his 11 and a half. I mean, Sheetrim had good outings from like these are or, like respectable outings from these people, but Zay Jones really fucked him and just like not super stellar production. Like on the like, other side where you had Devontae Smith putting up 27, Brett Maher putting up 18, Derrick Henry 17. Good performances on the
0: other side. Yeah, honestly, if Devontae Smith and Brett Maher put up, like, normal weeks, it would have been dead even.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's what we got here. We got Allentown Audi boys, the one seed, moving on to the championship for the second year in a row. Also moving on to the second year in a row, the process Trusters has taken a win over the Aragona Canyon Lakers, 152.4 to 138.7. Holy shit, what a juggernaut matchup.
0: Yeah, this, would, this probably should have – we thought this would have been, like, the championship round here, but there's so many players in this matchup that just went the fuck off.
1: Gardner Minshew for the process trusters coming in off the bench for Jalen Hurts, putting up 22.7, Austin Eckler 21 on that uh, Monday night game, just, like, putting a knife right in the rig's fucking chest there. Um, TJ Hawkinson, 29, CD Lamb, 29, Kamara, 18. Everybody yeah, like blown up.
0: His entire team went off. Mm-hmm. Did what they were supposed to do.
1: On the other side, Kittle, 27. Justin Jefferson, 25. Uh, Jalen Waddle 22. But not enough to get past the process trusters here.
0: Yeah, I mean, Big Rick still had a good week, but I guess you could say he was let down by Diggs and slamming Sandy. But
1: If he would have played Cam Akers over Miles Sanders, which nobody would have done that. But...
0: You could, no one would have ever done that. Cam Akers just decided to have a huge week out of nowhere.
1: No, and all of a sudden we have a matchup, a rematch of Dynasty Bowl 5, back to back uh games versus the Allentown Audi Boys and Process Trusters in championships.
0: Yeah, what a wild ride. It's it is, what what neither of us wanted at all, but
1: yeah, these were our you know? some of our bottom teams on the uh the, the beginning of the playoffs when we when we power ranked players we want to see in the championship.
0: <laughs> yes, they were low on that. They were very high on the players that we thought would make it, but very low on who we wanted to make it.
1: Yeah, though, um, in the end, an expected run from the Canyon Lickers and a not expected run from the Longcocks River plant, but here we are.
0: Yeah, but I think at the end of the day, these two teams probably deserved it the most. Um, Process Trusters has just been going off. This team's solid. Same with Podelski. Armadillo. Disregard
1: that. Keep going.
0: (laughs) Okay. Okay. but yeah, podelski has been going off for a while. Um, so I think these two teams are pretty deserving of this
1: rematch in the finals here. Since we're on the uh, championship kick here, I have some uh, things that I mentioned in the group chat, some very important things that I'm going to sprinkle in throughout here. And let's start off with uh, trivia, championship trivia for Dynasty 2037. Ooh. Including Dynasty Bowl six here, Okay, there are... Four players in the league that have been to four Dynasty Bowls.
0: Oh, man. Okay, I'm just going to start. Four
1: players have played four times.
0: I'm going to start by this looking at this current matchup and think, who could it be? One and maybe not to...
1: even played, have been rostered in a championship matchup.
0: All right, so one has to be Travis Kelsey.
1: Travis Kelsey has played in four. All right. And it is the last four, actually. Three, four, five, and six.
0: Wow, what a run. Just own Travis Kelsey and you're making it to the finals.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, another one has to be Alvin Kamara.
1: Alvin Kamara has not. He has made three. In Dynasty, we will pull six, three, and one.
0: Okay, so then Tyreek Hill.
1: Tyreek Hill has four.
0: This is the last four as well.
1: Um, he, is four, he is six, five, three, and one
0: can't really imagine anyone else in this matchup has been to four except maybe Austin Eckler.
1: Um, he is also three, but I, okay. it, they are, the next two are both running backs.
0: All right, so you've only been to two Dynasty Bowls, haven't you? So it can't be Saquon. It's probably not Zeke, is it? It is Zeke? Zeke.
1: Zeke has been for four.
0: I was going to say, was Zeke on Podelski's team?
1: He was on Podelski's the past two and mine both years. So we got three down. And then this other player, their first appearance was Dynasty Bowl 2. Process Trusters versus the Iowa Wheat Farmers. And they've made it the last three. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has made the last three and Dynasty Bowl 2.
0: What's fucked up is I can remember him beating my ass in a Dynasty Bowl.
1: Yeah. Um, Sad times. He also beat my ass in Dynasty Bowl 2. So of those four players, one of them has never lost. Oh, wait, two of them have never lost. I'm gonna say
0: Kelsey. You had
1: Kelsey in one. Kelsey has never lost in the Dynasty Bowl.
0: It's gotta be Derrick Henry then.
1: Derrick Henry's the other. You're on point here. Let's go. Yeah.
0: Dark so, memories for me.
1: Um speaking of uh the the dark memories and the process trusters here. Um beating my ass in Dynasty Bowl two and getting here last year and this current year, uh their third one.
0: Three-time Dynasty Bowl appearances for... Uh,
1: so we were able to get an exclusive interview with the owner of the process Trusters. He took busy time out of his... He took regular time out of his busy schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, gave us this little sit-down. So uh, let's cut over to that real quick. All right, let's do it. And now we're here with an exclusive interview... From the one, the only two-time champion of the league, process trusters are here. Yeah, What's two-time up? two-time championship because uh, it's a preemptive win. Ever since the Derek Henry news dropped about he ain't playing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's tough.
1: Though, as we were saying right before uh, right before we started the re- recording here, um you shouldn't get too excited because last year the final score of the dynasty bowl five was one 5.98 to 65.5. Yeah. And
2: I think I was favored last year. And I think that was like the lowest score I've had in like three years of doing 2037 dynasty football. Yes. Awful.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, historically the process trusters are probably the the premier dynasty in the league and everybody just rolled their eyes, but Taking a look back historically at this uh, this team here, it has always been in the semifinals. So always at least one game away from the uh, championship. With one championship in 2018, Dynasty Bowl two, taking a loss last year, and now back in your third.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's great to be back, especially after only putting up 65 points last year and horrible performance. And uh, it's always tough to make it back. And all my, I think. You know, the, for the most part, my teams have been pretty good, and it's, it just shows how hard it is to make it through the playoff run and get to the championship. So happy to be back.
1: Yeah. So for, the, for these shit teams like the Iowa wheat farmers and the Mississippi meat hooks, um, <laughs> that sentence just happened. I guess we can also throw Sacramento in there. How 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 do we how do we get to your level? How do we get into these semi, semifinals? How do we get in these championship games? I know nothing about it.
2: <laughs> what the, the fuck do we do,
1: Buttons? What do we do?
2: Trust the process. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, that doesn't help.
2: <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think I, I really like um, – I think so, some of these teams that are rebuilding have some really uh, – you know, that they're definitely on the right path. With, uh, you know, with West, I think his he has a nice core going on there with Kenneth Walker and Drake London and uh, Christian Watson. And then it looks like uh, Richard White from Tampa Bay might hit, so I think that's definitely on the right path. And then, you know, you've got this – your team's kind of more in my model with the, the star heavy, and then you fill in around the edges. So I think, you know, that's definitely a model for success. And I think you've said in the past that you've had a little bit of unlucky uh, opponent scoring luck. So I think you just trust that that evens out. Mississippi what – what, what,
1: what does Trevor – what did Trevor and Sacramento do?
2: <laughs> not what they've been doing. I don't think – you know, I don't think Trevor uh, handled the whole, like, expansion – team building as i would have i think you just you know get all the picks and then you build from the ground up i like for example i think it was great getting mark andrews but i don't think by the time trevor's team is great uh mark andrews is going to be out of his prime and not worth what he needs him to be so i think you just got to sell him uh garrett wilson's a stud and you know maybe chase Claypool does well in chicago but for the most part he needs a lot of pieces and Javante Williams will probably be a stud too. So you know, maybe he has three pieces to build around. But gotta build that young core. Yeah, I uh, I definitely
1: tried to go after your model of sell the first round picks for studs. Um, it just doesn't work for me. I don't know what's happening. It just does not work. I think I might need to uh, change to more of a Trevor philosophy and just sell everything and go young. <laughs> Wes did it uh, work for Wes?
2: Yeah, he's got he's got some nice pieces. The pro th- the tough thing is though. It's, I think where it really is is finding young pieces that have shown some promise. I think that's the best place to go. So so maybe trying to trade for people that are one year in and then you know have shown flashes. I think that's probably the best way because you eliminate some of the risk, but they're also not at the point where they're so proven that they're impossible to get. I guess
1: going along with that note, one of your trades from last season that everybody clowned you on, uh, the Nick Chubb for Michael Carter and Amon Ross St. Brown, Amon Raw getting a start this week. Finished the season as wide receiver eight, and he's been balling out like seven receptions, 80 yards per game. And, yeah, just, just mining young t- young talent there and holding on. But some of these players here, you know, Jalen Hurts, you picked him up when he wasn't anything. Austin Eckler, I think you picked him up a little bit cheaper than what you could have originally got him for.
2: Yeah, I got him off waivers before he was putting was still behind uh, Melvin Gordon.
1: Did you, Have you held him since?
2: I have. <laughs>
1: Holy he's shit. Been a process,
2: he's been a process truster's on uh, a staple, actually. <laughs>
1: yeah. The The most important pickup on this team, though, picking up Hassan Haskins last night, right out from underneath uh, Podolsky's nose. So he <laughs> has nobody to start in place of Derrick Henry because of the injury this week. And right now he's looking at starting uh, Dare Gumbawale, or uh, even the third running back on the Titans, Julius Chestnut.
2: Yeah, it's a tough tough spot to be in. He's just going to have to really rely on Kelsey and his uh, uh, receiver core. It's pretty star-studded.
1: Yeah, um, how do you feel on the other side here? Josh Jacobs, I've uh, been going off all season. He is the running back two so far in the year, but he is playing against San Francisco, the number one running back on the year.
2: Uh, yeah, I think he's a stud. I actually traded him away this year. That was an L that I took. <laughs> I, I, I trust the talent. Yeah, I think you just got to trust the talent, especially in Jake's position when he doesn't have that much depth to choose between. Just got to roll with it. So
1: somebody like Podelski here who two years ago was picking first in the draft, three years ago picking first in the draft, but last year in the championship beating your ass, and then now back again this year. How do we feel about, about Podelski's team trajectory over these past few years?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he's got a stacked group, young pieces mixed in with some older pieces. And even on his bench, you know, he might not be deep at running back, but he is deep. He has uh, Amari Cooper. He also has uh, Mike Isecki at tight end. I think he has Herbert and Russell Wilson, right? So that's some good quarterback depth as well. And then maybe Daryl Henderson gets picked up by somebody. But yeah, I mean, Devontae Smith, DK Metcalf, uh, Tyreek Hill, that is a pretty loaded wide receiver group, and then factor in Amari Cooper too. You know, it's almost we're almost kind of similar um, in the team build, heavy at wide receiver, and a little bit more uh, light at running back. Yeah, um, you know, the talent is really, but it's top tier talent at running back, but it's, you know, not as much of it.
1: If Derrick Henry were playing, I would say that you have the you have had the edge at wide receiver all season. I think that he is uh, clearly the favorite at running back here, but now I think that you might have him beat. All across the board. Uh quarterback is a bit of question mark as you are starting Gardner Minshew for the injured <laughs> Jalen
2: Hurts. Yeah, let's go. Hey, he balled out last week. He, I think he, he basically uh went punch for punch with uh with Allen, Josh Allen. So that definitely helped me out in my matchup against uh Big Rig. So hopefully you can do the same against the Saints.
1: Putting up more points last week than anything Matt Ryan has done all year. <laughs>
2: that's uh that's fantastic <laughs> i hate, hate to see it <laughs> yeah but at the same time he has Devonte. he's going to be starting Devonte smith so it's gonna i'm kind of conflicted there hopefully it all goes to a.j brown yeah and travis um, really scares me because i think that's where he could really pop off with all those touchdowns playing against denver uh
1: so after everything's said and done how do you think this one ends up
2: yeah, you know, I, uh, I think I'm think i going to pull this one out. I think I need to get some revenge from last year, and uh, my team needs to just get that bad taste out of their mouth, and I think there's a lot of new faces here. So uh, I'm going to say my team's going to score. I think they've been scoring around, like, the 130 mark consistently for the last, like, three, four weeks. So I'm going to say, like, 131, and Jake's mm-hmm. team is projected for 103, but I think they're going to outscore their projections. I'm going to say, like, 131 to 116.
1: You heard it here first. Buttons predicting uh, a win for himself—very bold, very uh, unjinx-like. Apparently, he's not superstitious, so that's that's where we're at. Catch you later. Best luck in the matchup, Buttons.
2: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Great year. Great year. Yeah. So it is
0: kind of crazy that Buttons has been to the semis at least every single year.
1: Every year, always in the semis. It's
0: um, wild. I didn't even realize that. Go buttons. Um, he, is it fair to say that if he wins this, he's the most successful franchise?
1: Um, I he, think even – well, so obviously the winner of this is going to be the most successful franchise because they're the only team that's going to have two Dynasty Bowl wins. Uh, But even if he doesn't get a win here, the fact that he was in three total and has always been in the semis, like he's yeah. built his team right. They're, it's not like he doesn't trade. So, like, he makes good trades. And like we talked about that interview, the, the Michael Carter, uh, Nick Chubb for Amon Ross St. Brown, and now Amon Ross in his matchup. So, like, we clowned him for that, but it, like, became a pivotal player in his matchup. So
0: Yeah, like, the trade that he got clowned for most was, like, one of his best trades. Yeah. And um, even if Podelsky wins it's like, yeah, he has two titles, but he'll be back-to-back champs. But before that, he was kind of bad for a while. He's, like, the team that just was really bad, drafted really well for a while, and it caught up.
1: Yeah, so one thing here, um, I, I went back and looked at Podelski's, like when did it really turn for him? So he had his first season, he had six wins. Then he went down to two wins, uh, had a season of four wins. And then in 2020, he got eight wins and he lost in the first round. Uh, but that 2020 team, I was like, all right, so what happened? What was the turnaround for him? I looked at his roster, dude. He had Josh Jacobs, uh, Russell Wilson still in Seattle, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown. Antonio Brown still in his prime.
0: Yeah, but he legitimately was just like bad for a few years. Went through kind of the rebuild phase, drafted really well, like hit on a bunch of draft picks, and then did like the like legit the way you're supposed to rebuild type of rebuild, and it's worked out for him.
1: Yeah, we might see something like this happen with Wes in the next few years.
0: Yeah, West is not like, this, the second year of his rebuild, and it, it looks like he has a bunch of really good young talent. He's getting B-John. He has a chance to beat his team. We'll see. Yeah. It just depends on him fucking it up or not. Um, or are those players he, actually hitting? He could get
1: frisky this offseason, fall in love with a player randomly, and make a obscure trade for them. But, like we've seen with buttons, uh, making an obscure trade for a young player you like, maybe it works out for you. Yeah, maybe. New trivia fact. Who, in terms of players that have started in Dynasty Bowls, who have put up the most points in uh, all their appearances?
0: Like most points scored all time in Dynasty Bowls?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: It's got to be Kelsey one.
1: Kelsey is number three. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll give you a hint. Number one and two have only played in two Dynasty Bowls.
0: All right, so it's Diggs. Diggs is number two. Josh Allen. Josh Allen is number seven. Oh, wow. So he's only been in that one that he fucked me in.
1: Uh, Josh Allen has only been once, yes, and he scored
0: 32.2. Don't remind me. Um, if he would have scored 30.2, then I would have won. <laughs> <how> to <laughs> Fuck him. Derrick Henry's the other one?
1: Derrick Henry is 13. What? That dude only has 25 points scored in across his three appearances thus far.
0: Damn. Wouldn't have thought that. Then Tyreek Hill? Tyreek Hill is number eight. I oh, don't know. I give up. I can't think of someone randomly that did that.
1: Saquon Barkley has 58 oh. points, averages 29 points a game in Dynasty. Wow.
0: wow. What a beast. If only Damn. he could have got you back there again.
1: Yeah. Well, you live and you learn. Yeah. Is he on the market TBD
0: <laughs> oh man I can't wait till after next week and we can talk trades we're only like oh, we're like five days away from trading
1: yeah that's actually the most exciting oh, time of the year
0: so we should talk about that at the end oh let's go to the matchup
1: yes and being that we only have one matchup to talk about let's get real in depth with this son bitch yeah
0: let's do it if you're a legal better out there and you want to bet
1: for the last Dude. time this year,
0: for us as trusters, are favored by ten and a half points in this one.
1: I get it, but like at the same time, honestly, is that a, is that a little tight?
0: Honestly, I was gonna say I think it's like it was a pretty even matchup, and it would have been projected even until Derrick Henry got listed as out because wah, this game wah, does not matter. Wah, wah. This is a really like weird and unfortunate occasion where. The Titans have nothing to play for in week 17 and everything to play for in week 18 when they play the Jags. Because no matter what happens this week, the the Titans, if they beat the Jags, they win the division. If they lose to the Jags, they're out. So they're going to bench Derrick Henry and fuck Podelski in this one.
1: Though he has not been officially ruled out, he is doubtful, unlikely to play. And because of that, uh, the process trusters went ahead and picked up Hassan Haskins. Uh, the primary backup for Derrick Henry. And on the other side, the Allentown Audi boys were a little bit late to pull the trigger and ended up getting uh, Julian Chestnut, or Julius Chestnut, the third running back there. Oh, hot dog um, guy. They got <laughs> they got Royce Freeman, the primary backup <laughs> uh, for Damian Pierce in Houston, and they got Dari Agumboale. Wait,
0: so which one's the primary backup in Houston? Well, Is it a Dari? Is Dari
1: is the receiving back, so it's, it's, if they're down and passing a lot, Dari's in. Yeah. And they're the Texans, so they're often down.
0: So Badelski's pretty much forced to start one of them.
1: Yes. For a trivia question. How many Dynasty Bowls has Dari and been rostered in?
0: So Dari and Wale. I'm trying to even say his name. Dari and Goombawale. He's fucking tall. But he's never been good. I know he's been in at least one Dynasty Bowl because he is now. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's been in two. He's been on a, someone's bench for one of them.
1: Darryl Gunwale has been in two Dynasty Bowls, including this one. Let's go. The other, he was on your bench in Dynasty Bowl 4. He was on my bench. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I literally have zero memory of roster. <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: Yep. So two years later, he's starting. He's starting in Dynasty Bowl. What a Man,
0: guy. He almost has, many, has as many Dynasty Bowls as Mitch Trubisky.
1: Yeah. Doesn't he have three? Mitch's appearances? Yeah. Um, just,
0: probably just two because I had him most of his career.
1: Mitch has two appearances. He has Dynasty Bowl four and he has Dynasty Bowl one. He actually has a win in Dynasty Bowl one.
0: Oh yeah, did not start, but he was on Robbie's bench. That was yeah, I remember that. That's because I had him and I had to drop him for like to make a roster move, and Robbie was being just being a prick and picked him up and then fucking held him hostage. And I was like, (laughs) I need Mitch back, and it took until the off season for me to give him something for Mitch. (laughs) He like literally picked him up to spite me, knowing that I would probably fucking give him something for him.
1: Well, it's nice to know that he gave him a dynasty bowl ring, but you couldn't. I couldn't. Anyway, back to this matchup. Um yeah, on the Allentown Audi Boys side, they have uh Justin Herbert starting at quarterback, right? Um he's playing against the Rams, which has been decent for uh
0: Yeah, that should called? be a, that should be a good matchup. Aaron Donald's still not back, is he?
1: Mm, I don't believe so, but the Rams are eighth against quarterback. He's projected seventeen points right now. Um him and his luscious locks uh, could do well. I, as I, from what I remember, like have the Rams been good
0: lately? They were like, I don't know. It's hard to say. The Rams. I mean, no, they've been bad, but like somehow they randomly showed up this past week with Baker Mayfield and just blew up the Broncos. But it's probably more about the Broncos than it is anything.
1: No, um, well, I'm saying that the 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 Rams defense.
0: Yeah, I don't think they've like you say they're nine against quarterback. To me that that tells me that they've just been bad at, good against quarterbacks because quarterbacks don't have to throw on them because they're always kicking their ass. Kind of like how the Houston Texans are good against quarterbacks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. Um a, another big matchup here uh, to talk about is Josh Jacobs. He's playing against I mean he's running back two on the season, but he's playing against the 49ers who are by far number 1 against running backs this year.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say if they're not number one against running backs, they're probably still the hardest matchup. That D line is just loaded.
1: Yeah, and I mean the Raiders are making a shift at quarterback, so how much are they really gonna be running? I mean, maybe they run the ball more. I don't,
0: I don't know. Also, like how much does um, the Raiders deciding to send Derek Carr home and start Jared Stidham help or hurt Josh Jacobs?
1: Well, clearly you weren't paying attention to the sentence I just said. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just said that, and then you said the same thing.
0: I thought you said something else.
1: Mm. Agree to agree.
0: Um. But anyway, how does it affect them? I think it's kind of like it's a catch twenty-two. It's like, do they? They're probably going to run more because it's Jared Stidham, but. They're also probably not going to just be as good on offense, so they should have less scoring chances. So I feel like that hurts Jacobs.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at like games they've been close in, so like they were, were they winning against New England or were they they were down? I don't remember. I don't know. So like all their games, I feel like I'm I'm like looking at games that I remember them being down in, like last Mm -hmm. week against Pittsburgh, he had 15 attempts for 44 yards and I'm pre- it was a close game against the, the Rams. He had 27 attempts, so, like, it's all over the place. So, I don't I don't know if what the game script means for Jacobs, really.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they're playing San Francisco. They're definitely going to be playing from behind. And my gut tells me that even though Jarrett Stidham's in there, like, they're putting him in there to see what he's got, right? That's what Josh McDaniel said. He said, we're putting in stidham to see like what we have in our youth, which tells me like why wouldn't you just want to let him go out there and throw it as many times as possible like get as much on tape as you can yeah and and they're gonna be behind so they're gonna to have to throw i feel like it's still gonna be they're just gonna be throwing it a ton
1: so like how did brady play in that new england system a couple years back because stidham was also in that new england system with josh mcdaniels so they already have familiarity so I imagine it will be run very similar to that Patriots offense if this offense hasn't already been like that.
0: Well, I mean, it's, I think it's going to be run the same way that the Raiders offense has been run all year because it's been McDaniels offense anyway.
1: Yeah, but is there going to be an increased amount of checkdowns so What I'm kind of getting there?
0: I don't know. I My gut kind of just tells me that McDaniels is saying, I want to see what we have in Stidham, and he's going to want to see like what he can do, which means open the playbook up and throw it. Damn. Um,
1: I don't have much faith in Josh Jacobs. The projection doesn't either. It hasn't listed at 12 points, which is very conservative for him. Uh, but I, I, he might get like around that. That might be an accurate projection.
0: Yeah. I would be nervous. I mean, Jacob, like you said, he's the number two running back on the year, so he's still a good start regardless. But like the situation he, he's in, I think, is pretty bad for him.
1: I mean, he's the only start right now because the other three running backs on this team that are even playable are Daria Gumbawale, Royce Freeman, and Julius Chestnut, the hot dog man.
0: Yeah, that is a, a wolf situation.
1: So, like, I, th- I want to say that his best option is probably I- – I wouldn't start Dari. Dari hasn't gotten over three points, or he's gotten, gotten over three points one time in the last
0: uh, eight weeks. So. Well, I mean, all that really matters is how long it's been since um, Pierce has been out. Once
1: well, he was out, he was out last week, and Dari put up uh, 2.8 on eight attempts. Yeah. Meanwhile, Royce Freeman uh, carried the ball 16 times last week.
0: Yeah, he probably has to start Royce Freeman.
1: Yeah, so even though you're not getting the receptions from Royce Freeman, I feel like Royce is the better option here. And, like, I wouldn't even test Julius Chestnut, even if he's projected seven right now.
0: Yeah, but, dude, I don't know. So, like... I can see what Padelski's doing here. I've just looked at Darré's stat line. In the past two weeks, he's had eight, literally uh, eight carries. Oh, shit, he hasn't had any receivings. I was looking at wrong. Yeah, you can't start fucking Darré.
1: No, and, like, let me just pull up free agents real quick. Like, is there even, like, a better option? Josh Jackson? Yeah, there's, there's nothing. This, this is a barren wasteland.
0: Yeah, that's what happens in Dynasty, though. No, there's no one that's...
1: I think you roll the dice, maybe, and play Boston Scott in hopes of a touchdown.
0: No, I think I just play Royce Freeman, because at least he's a starting running back for a team.
1: Yeah, that that would be the way I, I would go, honestly. but.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, like, there's no other way to get close to having, like, a
1: guy that is going to get 15 carries. Yeah, and with, with any of these players, you're banking on, like, a touchdown, so, like...
0: Yeah, I but like your best like chance, Royce, of, your best Royce chance maybe
1: to, gives your best chance there.
0: Yeah, your best chance at a touchdown is going to be the guy that gets fifteen carries.
1: Yeah, uh, we'll oh. see what happens, but right now Dari is the starter, so I don't know. Um, the e- wide receivers.
0: Either, either way, I was gonna say it's it's not good.
1: Yeah, yeah. the The rest of this team though is in a good spot with Tyreek Hill playing against New England, uh, DK Metcalf against the ooh, against the Jets. That's yeah, great. that's what,
0: that's what kind. of – Yeah, I mean. New England's not a tough matchup. They have kind of a tough defense, but their cornerbacks are bad. And...
1: No, but it, it still holds true whether New England's, like, good or not good. They still find a way to neutralize a team's best target. And if two is out this week, Tyreek Hill, what's his upside with uh, – is it Skylar or Teddy Bridgewater? Um, are they going to shut down Tyreek Hill? Are they going to shut down Jalen Waddle? Because usually they, they pick one. I, I...
0: Okay, but the thing is Tyreek Hill's never been shut down. I was just looking at what he did in New England week one and that he had fourteen week one. And that was in Miami where it was fucking like a hundred degrees and they were all cramping up.
1: What what game did Tua hit his head and cripple up? Cincinnati? The first,
0: the first time it was like uh it was early on.
1: Was that Cincinnati?
0: I think it was Buffalo.
1: Buffalo was the first time and then Cincinnati was the yeah, next the, game. Yeah. So yeah. then the ne- the next game when when Teddy Bridgewater played, uh Tyreek Hill put up 9.5. No,
0: oh, it was actually his worst week. Yeah. But that was also the chance. That's yeah, he yes. Got soft. So it was he got like a soft. Was... Yeah, he got thoughts in that game though. And New England doesn't have any good cornerbacks. I know,
1: but I'm I'm also just saying like the backup quarterback combined with like you know, playing against a team that can neutralize a good target, even though you can't really neutralize Tyreek Hill, but
0: I mean, I'm mean, i going to go out on a limb and say I'm not worried about Tyreek Hill. He can still put up 20, no problem.
1: I'm just worried about the quarterback situation. There's a lot of things to worry about from Podelsky's side right here. Um, DK I'm Metcalf, about- too, with with Geno Smith cooling off, and they're playing against the Jets.
0: Yeah, I'm actually much more worried about DK than I am Tyreek Hill.
1: Yeah, so he has Devonta Smith uh, also, and I can't imagine he has nobody. I mean, he can play Amari Cooper playing against Washington. Um,
0: well, before we move on from DK, Is Tyler Tyler Lockett going to play?
1: Tyler Lockett is going to play. I did see something about that earlier.
0: Okay, that's what I was going to say because if not, Sauce Gardner is just going to be all over D.K. Metcalf. He might be anyway.
1: Uh, So the the fantasy update, Tyler Lockett, quote-unquote, looked great in walkthroughs and may play
0: Sunday versus the Jets. May play. That's actually a big deal, I think, for D.K., if he doesn't play, I think DK has a chance of just getting shut down by Sauce Garner.
1: I feel like DK is going to remain the same. I feel like it's just a bump up for Marquise Goodwin. Oh,
0: well, that doesn't matter. But,
1: um, but yeah, DK. I mean, it,
0: it's a tough matchup for DK either way. It's but, hard for him to have a lot of upside here.
1: Yeah, not not really moving on from DK, but like him or Amari Cooper against the the Commanders.
0: Yeah, that's not a great matchup either. But he's also questionable.
1: Yeah, and and it's with with Deshaun, he so far he's put up six, five, seven,
0: and ten. So like, maybe DK is just the way to go. Yeah, I think you stick with DK either way. But yeah, Amari Cooper's not practicing. It's um, I think it's DK either way, but it's just scary. Yeah,
1: um, Devonta Smith here, the other receiver playing against the number nine New Orleans Saints.
0: Yeah, but I'm not that scared of the Saints.
1: No, uh, though he does have Gardner Minshew passing the ball, which isn't a bad thing. But
0: Yeah, he had his best game of the year with him this week, last week, yeah. against Dallas.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's, it's a bad thing that Gardner's in.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, How the fuck can the Eagles have a better backup than any of our goddamn quarterbacks?
0: Well, because <laughs> Chris Ballard is determined to sign shitty old quarterbacks. Yeah, Instead of getting a young one that has some promise. Mm-hmm.
1: Anywho, back to the back to the matchup here. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any. I, I, Devontae might be the best receiver on this team this week.
0: It's still Tyree Hill for me, but, I but like there's Devante. a world where it's Devontae Well, I mean, sure, but
1: yeah. But um, do you think? Do you think even if Amari plays, he's the fourth best wide receiver option?
0: Yeah, I don't think you start Amari here. Okay. Um, then we got Travis Kelsey against Denver. I mean, Travis Kelsey is just amazing. Does it matter if he's playing Denver? So or are you to Denver last time? He's
1: like one of the Infinity Stones here. Uh, he has never lost a Dynasty Bowl. Could this be his first?
0: If we're up to him, he's going to say, hell no.
1: So he might put up 40. It's
0: crazy. So it's crazy that Travis, Travis Kelsey's 4 0 in Dynasty Bowls 3 0. But 3 0. But. um. Denver, he put up nine the first time he played them. One of his worst games of the year. Um, yeah,
1: but like we saw last week, Denver might be uh, kind of just saying "fuck this season."
0: Yeah, but that's probably bad for Kelsey because, like, is Kansas City even gonna have to try? Um, I,
1: I don't know how that's bad for Kelsey. He's the number one target there, so even if,
0: yeah, I mean, like, they're not even gonna have to throw or anything. They're just
1: gonna win. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> these but, new football rules always get me confused. I don't.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm saying Travis Kelsey's Travis Kelsey. He's going to be awesome, but like, it's just a situation where one of his best players again just doesn't have a lot of upside this week. Because Kansas City could go out there have a great game. Kelsey could have a great game and only put up like 10 fantasy points because they just don't need him.
1: I think that he's always needed and necessary in that offense.
0: Yeah, I know. But like 10 points is realistic. I don't think that him putting up one of his like 25 point weeks is that realistic.
1: Um, I mean, so far in Dynasty Bowls historically, he has put up 10.9, 19.3,
0: 17.4. I see him putting up or like 10 to 12.
1: Yeah. And uh, I guess the Dolphins' defense playing against New England here. Dolphins' defense currently ranked 23 over the past few weeks. They've gotten
0: 4-0-1-5. Yeah, but New England's offense is atrocious.
1: Yes, so maybe not the worst matchup. And then Brett Maher, uh, he's been having a good season. Oh, he's kicker number one in the year? I dropped this fucker. Well, (laughs) he put up 18-12-11-6 in the last four weeks. So yeah. he's gotten hot since the playoffs started.
0: He is hot. And that Dallas team's hot. And as long as that offense is hot, Maher's going to be hot.
1: Yeah. So um, I don't know how I feel about the projection. I feel like the projections for this team are pretty accurate. It's so like 103 is probably a solid line.
0: Yeah. I think it's all fair.
1: Yeah. Uh, he could get a little bit of a bump if he moves up Royce Freeman. But yeah, it's two points. Let's move on to the other side of this matchup, where the process trusters, uh, they have s- some favorable matchups, but the main thing here is that they don't have Jalen Hurts. They got Gardner Minshew, though he did put up 22 last week. Um, he's playing against the Saints, and Gardner's usually pretty good, right? Um, this yeah. is only his second start, and it's against the Saints, who are like, they're fine.
0: Yeah, they're, they're fine, but they're, they're literally middle of the pact. They're 15th against quarterbacks.
1: He has such fucking moxie that, like,
0: so that, that alone gets
1: him, like, five points from the jump.
0: Also, he's behind the best offensive line in football with the best receiving core in football. Like, good things are going to happen.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Go ahead. Did we, really, did, did we really just discredit the
0: Dolphins like that? Okay. That's fair. I'm not going to, like, argue it a lot. But <laughs> it's, really, it's a really good receiving core. It is. Actually, the best offensive line.
1: Yes. Um, um, so, like, I don't have any problems with Gardner here. And then, uh, I mean, even if you're looking at other players, he could potentially start. You know, Jared Goff playing against Chicago. So, like, he, that actually could be that uh, could be decent.
0: Wait, does he even have Jared Goff?
1: All right. No, Jared Goff is a free agent. But like, he could pick him up and oh, make that make yeah. that switch. But like, I feel like I'd be more comfortable with Gardner.
0: Yeah, and he's definitely gonna roll with Gardner, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, and he has the A.J. Brown stack, which is always exciting and fun.
1: Yeah, so what did A.J. Brown do last week with Gardner? He put up uh, 13.3, 103 yards, six six uh, receptions on eight targets. So, like, Gardner's looking his way. He's not. He's yeah, not... He,
0: did, he didn't have a huge week because he didn't find the end zone, but he's still had a big week.
1: Yeah. Um, so, like, that's fine there. Uh, he's going to get paired up with Marshawn Lattimore, which isn't great. So like that might also benefit Devonta Smith on the other side. But yeah. he'll get he'll get looks. So.
0: Yeah, it could be interesting to see how the uh AJ Brown v. Devontae Smith matchup goes in this one. Yeah. Marshawn Lattimore could be a big part of that.
1: Yeah, and let's say that he does try to force some targets into AJ Brown and Marshawn Lattimore, maybe throws a pick that, that bodes well for the Audi Boys.
0: And that is like that's kind of Audi Audi Boys' is like biggest rooting point here. Is like the Saints hope, Saints game? Yeah, like hoping or that Devontae Marshawn Smith, Lattimore. It, just hoping that it's a Devonte Smith game and not an A.J. Brown game. Yeah, but it's kind of like a
1: catch point too, because I mean the better Devonte Smith does, the better Gardner does. Sure. But that has
0: to happen. Any play that happens involving Devonte Smith is more points to Devonte than it is yeah. to Gardner.
1: Yes. Um Anyway, uh, moving on to the running backs here. Austin Eckler, uh, always being great, number one running back on the year. And he's playing against the Rams, who uh, aren't terrible against the run, especially with Aaron Donald out. Yeah.
0: The only thing that is um, interesting to talk about with Eckler is that the the, the Chargers just clinched a playoff spot. And do they really have much to play for? Is there, like, even a chance that they catch the Chiefs? Mm, I
1: don't think. I think they're they're probably just playing for like seating at this point,
0: which yeah, matters,
1: which keeps them away from the Chiefs in the playoffs if they get higher up in the, uh, the I guess, seating.
0: But not if the Bills are the one seed. But also, Eckler was limited to practice. Like they're clearly watching his reps. Not that he's like hurt, but is there a chance they just, even if they don't bench him, that they just kind of like limit his touches and shut him down early? Well,
1: I mean, it's not like he gets a ton of touches anyway. Over the last five weeks, he has 5, 10, 15, 12, and 18. So, like, he'll probably be around that, like, 10 to 12 range, 10 to 15. Yeah. And then, like, receptions, he he always gets quite a bit from Herbert. Uh, so, like, that's the other thing. It's it's on the other side. However good Herbert does, passing the ball to Eckler, that you know, kind of cancels out there, too. Yeah. I guess it's just one of those
0: – that's another point for Padelski to hope for.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: And Alvin Kamara, moving on to the next running back, is also questionable and also didn't practice today.
1: And Alvin Kamara is not like been doing very good this season. He's heated up recently, but.
0: Yeah, uh, he's been super disappointing all year and he's got the Eagles. And like I said, he's not practicing.
1: Yeah, so like if he were to go out, then who bumps up into that spot? That might actually be Hassan Haskins.
0: That would be hilarious.
1: That kind of would.
0: That would actually be great because we have, like, two just, like, nobody running backs facing each other.
1: But I would feel way more comfortable with Hassan Haskins than anybody that Pedelski has right now as that two running back.
0: Yeah, but that would be interesting. I don't think Kamara's going to not play, but he might be bad.
1: Yeah, he might be limited. Um, their only backup right now, I think, is Eno Benjamin. Maybe they—they they, I don't know—they—they they got Mark Ingram and David Johnson too. I don't—I don't know. <laughs>
0: it's a bunch of old guys.
1: Yeah, a bunch of old fucks. And Eno they have Benjamin. like Rob,
0: they have Robbie's team over there.
1: Yeah. Um. So like, we'll see what happens with him. Uh. Right now, he's currently projected to play. He's listed as questionable, but like you said, he's not practicing. So.
0: Yeah. So like, if nothing else, Buttons has a little bit to be worried about with both his starting running backs.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and running backs haven't really been necessarily his like main driving force all season. He's always been like relying on these receivers who are always putting up good games, like CD Lamb, who gets the Tennessee Titans this week, number thirty-two against wide receivers.
0: Yeah, and um, that's tomorrow, so that's going to be a little early information for everybody. I think that's the only game tomorrow. The only player playing tomorrow in this matchup, right?
1: Uh, yes. Um, well, no, we we we. It depends if uh, we get Hassan Haskins and oh, or yeah. Julius uh, Chestnut. Oh, that's
0: gonna be tough though, because there's really no chance that Buttons ends up starting Haskins tomorrow night. He's not gonna have enough information on Kamara yet. Oh, so like that if is he, interesting. If he leaves, if he leaves Haskins out, and then something happens with Kamara on Saturday, he might be fucked.
1: Yeah. So then he's looking at like a Justin Jackson play.
0: Yeah. Like DJ Dallas. Interesting. Very interesting. I think Kamara's gonna play no matter what. But he just has to hope he doesn't suck. But yeah, CD Lamb, that's gonna be interesting tomorrow night. Is what if Tennessee's just so bad that they're down by like or Dallas is up by like three scores in the second quarter. What does CD Lamb have a small have a shitty game because of that? Wait, we do got Brent Maher on the other side. We we do have Brent Laher. Um See, I, I feel like Ceedee Lamb has to get a bunch of points in like the first quarter of this one, because I feel like in the second half they're just not going to throw.
1: Um. Yeah, I. I mean,
0: like you got to reg- Regardless Lam of like the part. games,
1: regardless of the game script, Ceedee Lamb he's been like getting seven to ten targets every week.
0: Yeah, because I guess, like, if they get up to a huge lead, Cedar Lamb's probably a big part of that. So, like, he'll get his points then.
1: Yeah. um, I can't imagine they have such a big lead in the first half that they they
0: decide to just start running the ball every play in the second half. Yeah, I just – I don't know. Tennessee's, like, benching everybody, and they're already not that good. And Dallas is, like, actually trying to win. I feel like it could get ugly. Maybe it won't, but
1: Yeah. Either we'll way,
0: CD, CD's a smash play either way.
1: Yeah. Um, and if they are benching a lot of players on Tennessee, that does bode well for Brett Maher. <laughs> just saying
0: <laughs> just Maher. saying it matters. <laughs> it matters.
1: Um all right, TJ er uh yeah, TJ Hawkinson, tight end playing against the uh Packers and he has blown up ever since he got traded to the Vikings. Yeah, TJ
0: um, houser Mozilla.
1: Mm-hmm that that's his new name. Uh <laughs> now he he's he's been putting up like he, he's either just like an above average tight end or he's like number 1 tight end in the league. So
0: yeah, I mean his his bottom like his floor weeks are like five something points. And yeah. his, his upside weeks are huge.
1: Yeah, so like last week he had 16 targets, 13 receptions, 109 yards, two touchdowns.
0: That's not going to happen again, but yeah, and this is a big divisional matchup against a team that doesn't have a great defense. So this could definitely be a big – I mean, I guess they're number 10 against tight ends, but I don't really see Green Bay as, like, a tough matchup.
1: No, I I think that he'll probably sit pretty with, like, a little, like, seven-point game, six-point game. Not much more, not much less. Yeah, I think he's probably going to sit around his floor.
0: I could see him being – That's not
1: really his floor. His floor is, like, five. I think he puts up, like, seven,
0: eight. I think he he could easily – score and put up like 6 or 7 catches for like 70 yards. Oh, that put him at that put him at 7 and put him at like 10 like in the in the teens. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that could happen. I won't put it I won't roll it out.
0: And then we got Almond Ross St. Brown as flex against the Bears. Ooh, so there's like 40 buddy. points. It's like at least 40 points.
1: Yeah, this is where it'd be nice to have a uh the Jared Goff stack, but play the player that's going to get you more points.
0: Yeah, I mean, on, I mean, the Jared Goff stack would be fine. It's either that or the Gardner and A.J. Brown stack. I just, we just know Buttons is going to play Gardner. He's not yes. going to not play Gardner in his championship matchup. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But Almond Raw is going to go the fuck off.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a very, uh, it's a very nostalgic thing for, for Buttons when it comes to certain players. So he's definitely playing his Eagles quarterback in a championship.
0: Yes. He just uh, wants yes. to be able to say that he won a championship with Gardner forever. <laughs> and I don't blame him because then I would do the same thing.
1: Trivia fact, how many uh, games has Gardner Minshew played in?
0: How many games has he played how many, in? How many How many
1: Dynasty Bowl games <laughs> has Gardner Minshew been rostered in?
0: I was going to say. I'm going to say just this one.
1: You would be
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: wrong. Fuck. He was rostered uh, by the Process Trusters last year too.
0: <laughs> Figures.
1: Um, anyway. Uh so Jaguars defense playing against Houston. Now the Jaguars defense isn't that great, but Houston it's also that isn't great. that great. Okay, but like So the last know, three weeks the last Houston's... three weeks they've gotten eleven, eleven and thirteen, the Jaguars defense. So they started off a little slow, but they, they or actually they started off hot had a big slump in the middle of the season and they're getting
0: hot again. The Jags in general as a team are very impressive lately. Um, I don't know though, man. I'm just... The Houston's been weird. Like they almost beat the Chiefs a couple weeks ago. Then they just beat the Titans. It's definitely a good play. Starting the Jags against Houston's a good play, but like Houston's a wild card. You never know what the fuck's going to happen.
1: Oh frisky. This could be where playing Royce Freeman or Darius Gumbawale benefits him. So that's like a double whammy. Yeah, I guess, but you don't do that just for the double whammy. No, but you do it because it's his only option.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess.
1: And then the only Monday night game of the week, Tyler Bass playing uh, against Cincinnati. Tyler Bass, kicker four on the year. Lately has gotten two, six, nine, seven.
0: Oh, man, could you imagine if it came down to Monday night? And he's down by like seven points and he has Tyler Bass. That would be, be so fun.
1: Almost as good a championship as whenever you were playing against West.
0: Another Buffalo matchup. <laughs> Another <laughs> Buffalo game on Monday Night Football. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be wild.
1: It would. Um, the, the bench here, though, is uh, yeah, not much he can do here um, in terms of switching players in and out. Chuba last week. Didn't Chuba have a good game?
0: Yeah, Trooper. Trou- well, Trooper like went off because they played Detroit and they just ran all over him. He had twelve carries for one hundred twenty-five yards, but that's all he did exactly, and had twelve and a half points. Yes. So, like, that's kind of his ceiling, right?
1: Yeah. Same thing. Whenever he had, uh, what's it called? Uh, his game against Seattle, where he had seventy-four yards and a touchdown. Those were his only points. That's a lie. He had receptions.
0: Well, wasn't that the game that Deontay Foreman went out?
1: Yeah. So. Chuba's not a terrible... Uh, actually, that's probably his bet if Kamara does yeah, not like, I, I would play... Yeah, Chuba's... All right.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, Chuba's a good replacement, probably even better than Haskins anyway.
1: And they play at the same time, so it's not like a 3 o'clock game time decision for
0: Kamara. Yeah, like, it's obviously Kamara if he plays, but if he doesn't play, at least Chuba's a fine, like, break glass play. Yeah.
1: And there's the... Uh, there we have it. We're well, we going to make picks. So we
0: got, we got uh, buttons favored by ten and a half.
1: Yeah, and I am going to take him to win and cover in this one. I don't like the matchups for the Allentown Audi Boys.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Though, it's like he's, we
1: he's... we doubted him last year, and he came. look This is the thing. Last year, Buttons came out in the championship. What was he projected last year? Probably about the same, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you do you remember the score last year? No, what was it wasn't. Allentown won one hundred and five to 65 oh yeah (laughs) so like it's possible to come out and just completely shit the bed
0: honestly like it's kind of interesting because both of these teams have been going off like crazy but they both are in kind of a tough spot this week like they both just by looking at it should have disappointing weeks it's gonna be who has the less disappointing week
1: yeah and like let's just say like uh Pedelski and his, like, stud players do all right, and he puts up 110, okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And let's say Gardner has a bad week, just an awful week. Yeah. I mean, what's the, what's the score projection then if Gardner has an awful week?
0: It's very even.
1: Yeah, maybe um, even, like, a 100. Maybe, like, Pedelski gets this by 10.
0: Like, dude, I don't know. I'm honestly just, like, looking at the Kamara and Eckler stuff. I think there's a chance that Kamara and Eckler like combine for ten points, and really fuck buttons. Like I'm actually like the more I look at it, the more I'm talking myself into taking Podelsky to
1: win straight up, just because he has those high end like boom boom guys. Yeah,
0: and like just looking at just straight up Justin Herbert against Gardner Minshew, like I'm betting on Herbert every time in that matchup, and they have Minshew projected as point two higher, and that's crazy to me, and um. Like, Tyreek Hill can just go off. Travis Kelsey's – I mean, I kind of said I – I think his upside is limited in this one, but still Travis Kelsey.
1: And there always is one guy on a team that just doesn't have a good week. And that's this week that could just be Adari Gumbawale and the rest of the team just goes off.
0: Yeah, and it's like the Gardner and A.J. Brown thing, if they do get kind of shut down by New Orleans and then Buttons running backs who are both in a bad spot don't go off, He's going to just, like, have Almond Ron and TJ Hawkinson left. And CD. Oh, yeah, and CD. Man, I don't know. I could, like, I won't be surprised if this is, like, a 95-91 to 91 matchup.
1: How depressing. How depressing that if Longcox were here, they could have won.
0: Yeah, but I don't even know if this is depressing. It's like they both just have, like, a bunch of bad luck happening for them right now, whether it's matchups or injuries. Are people getting shut down because their game doesn't matter, um, dude? I'm gonna, I'm doing it. I'm taking Podolski to win.
1: All right, you take Podolski. I take Buttons. We're split. We're split. Man, what a wild ride. I know how how sad is it? The fantasy's already
0: over, dude. And then we got like a few more days that we can talk trades,
1: trades, and then there's not going to be any trades do a whole off season because there never is. <laughs>
0: I'm looking to trade though. I have four first round picks and a lot of things to be excited about.
1: Oh, wait, did you hear that? What? Trivia question. Oh, let's do it. All right. Uh, there are 10 unique players here who are the players that have scored the most in a dynasty bowl. Oh, like just cumulative? Sing, sing, single game.
0: Single games. Yes. yes. Jesus. So, one, Josh Allen.
1: Okay, you got one. He is number four with 32.2. I'm
0: going to say Diggs.
1: Diggs, number two, 37 points.
0: All right, Saquon?
1: Saquon, number one with 41.9 points.
0: Jalen Hurts? No. Fuck, I thought maybe he was (laughs) rostered. I thought maybe he was rostered by buttons last year. I'm just trying to think of quarterbacks that were rostered in matchups. Um, Kyler Murray? No. God damn it. Who did I have when I lost? Kyler, but he put up 15. Oh, Travis Kelsey has to be in there.
1: Nope. Really? No. He's just he's just
0: been in a bunch, and he's always kind of good.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like a random bag of players here. that are just like, you know, they're, they're good players, and then one guy that's kind of just completely left field. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. He is number five, yes.
0: I'm going to tickle your soft spot. I know you won a dynasty bowl with Ryan Tannehill.
1: No, well, I did, but he he didn't get it. He wasn't up there. He actually me. just missed the cut by like a point. Damn! I was waiting for you to be so excited. <laughs> yeah, number one Saquon forty one point nine. Number two Diggs thirty seven. Number three Dynasty Bowl two, uh, Deshaun Watson thirty six point seven. Hmm. Number four Josh Allen thirty two point two. Number five Lamar Jackson twenty nine point eight Dynasty Bowl three. Huh.
0: So I got four of the top five.
1: Yeah. That's not bad. Um, number six, Dynasty Bowl two, Zach Ertz, 29 points. Hm, what a time. Yeah, he blew the fuck up against me. <laughs> um, Patrick Mahomes, Dynasty Bowl
0: two, 28.2. How did I not guess Mahomes?
1: Um, the wide receiver one this year, Michael Thomas, uh, Dynasty Bowl three,
0: mm. 25.6. The year he uh, took over the world mm-hmm. and then disappeared.
1: Number nine, Blake Bortles, Dynasty Bowl 1.
0: <laughs> I should have I got that from your uh, Excel <laughs> tease earlier.
1: 25.5, John started Blake Bortles. Wow. And then number
0: and he, 10. And he lost? Yeah. Damn. He started Blake Bortles and got 25 points and lost. That's sad. <laughs> Kind of upset Mitch Trubisky didn't make the list. With his three appearances. Two. Two appearances. I keep fluffing them up.
1: Go through the list of players that have been three Dynasty Bowls here, including this one. We have Russell Wilson, uh, Raheem Mostert, Kareem (laughs) Hunt, the Chiefs defense and special teams. Wow. Brandon Cooks, Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara. And then players that have started at least two Dynasty Bowls. Mitch? Oh, started. Zeke, Kelsey, Tyree Hill with four. Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara with three. And then two for Austin Eckler, Chiefs defense, A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams, Jaguars defense, Justin Herbert, Saquon Barkley, Stephon Diggs, T.J.
0: Hawkinson, and Tyler Bass. So kind of impressive for Justin Herbert, but I guess that's just last year and this year, huh? Yep. Mean he hasn't been able to do anything in the playoffs in real life, but he's really dominating in this league. <laughs> Kills it for fantasy. Killing it. All right. So there's our uh, historic Dynasty Bowl trivia. What that's a time all I, that's all I got. What great background work by our fine commissioner, Chincherik. Oh, thank you, thank you. This is why we love you as our commissioner.
1: Now if I put in this uh change this Excel code real quick, I can see the Worst game that anybody's put up. Nope, I can't. There it is. Nope, it's not working. Fuck me. Internet.
0: Anywho, I don't Remember know. Remember that time I had an artichoke in my fingers and then Daddy put up like 70 points from two players on Monday night? Yes. Um, well,
1: speaking of Daddy's championship, the lowest scoring player to ever play in a Dynasty Bowl – is negative two by the Colts defense. (laughs) Fuck me.
0: You know you know what's funny is like I'll still very randomly like whether I'm just laying in bed or in the shower or just like sitting on the couch, I would like think about that Monday night when Diggs and Allen went off and I lost a matchup for the artichoke while Daddy was in my living room jumping around and laughing at me. And I I get like actually upset. Like, it bothers Artichoke's me. so close. Because, like, I think about the artichoke and this league, and I go, man, I, wanna, I need to win that at some point. Like, I need it. And then I stop, and I go, wait. I actually, like, had it in my fingertips, and just fucking that happened.
1: And then, meanwhile, somebody else is winning two. Potentially two in
0: a row. Like, imagine how, much, how different my life would be if Diggs just scored, like, three less points that night. he would be a lot happier person. Yeah, I would have had that thing posted on my mantle for, like, a year I've had my time with it. And now it's still just something that I, I, I yearn for.
1: Um, so let me read this to you. Wes is, uh starting players from there. Um, the Colts got negative one. Salvon Ahmed put up 0.8.
0: Jesus Christ. young
1: Koo put up <laughs> one point.
0: So it's a wonder why I thought I had the win locked up.
1: Russell Gage put up 4.3.
0: He literally just had those guys on Monday night.
1: Derrick Henry put up 9.8 on a Thursday.
0: Jesus, he, like, had a bad fucking week.
1: (laughs) And then he had 19 from Travis Kelsey, 19 from Adam Thielen, 32 from Josh Allen, 37 from Stephon Diggs. fuck me. Meanwhile, you had the Bears defense put up four. TJ Hawkinson, 4.3. Melvin Gordon, 7.9. Deioner Hopkins, (laughs) 8.8. Greg Zerline had a 13-point game. Kyler Murray with 15.
0: Oh, Deontay Johnson,
1: 17.6. David Montgomery, 19.1. Jonathan Taylor, 19.4. Let's, let's use this historic background as like an example for this current matchup because there's a lot of solid players that could, Buttons could have. He could have a 15-point game from his quarterback and just two players blow up for uh, Allentown Audi boys, and they just get a win.
0: Yeah,
1: Could be Tyreek Hill and uh, Devonta Smith. Or yeah, DK yeah. or Travis Kelsey.
0: I mean, Travis Kelsey doesn't lose dynasty Bulls. He doesn't. So I got, I got, uh, Podoski, you got buttons. Yep. Should we do a league wide pick? Make everybody pick?
1: I mean, sure. We can actually, we can have people throw money on it on this 10 and a half point line. Well, you know what we should talk about here, just real quick? What? Um, who's going to win between Aragona and Long Cox over plant and Get $50. Real
0: quick. Aragona, by a lot. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm going to say Longcox to continue this miracle season. You think?
0: Yep. All, all I got to say is Aragona has the island dig stack on Monday night. It's a, oh, damn shame, sh- it's a damn shame that that isn't in the dynasty bowl. I hope he puts up so many fucking points. I hope he puts up like 200 points. <laughs> I almost just guarantee that we can, we're going to be able to go back and look at this and say that Big Rick would have been losing to Podolsky going into Monday night and then won because Valentina digs. That would be phenomenal. But we're not going to have it. I'm so happy. All right. I guess uh, that's all she wrote. Huh? Well,
1: that was a championship pod if I ever heard any.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting here trying to find something that rhymes with (laughs) (laughs) ooh.
2: Like click-a-doo.